I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Shootings in Grassville. Special coverage on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 25 today. Uh, a sad one. We've been covering some pretty heavy topics today. One in particular, the terrible tragedy which befell a family in Grantsville on Friday night. We heard from Grantsville Police Department in the last segment. Uh, we learned that it was a family, a mother, Consuela, uh, Alexis, 15 years old, Matthew, 14, Malin, 12, uh, they're all dead. Uh, killed by uh, a young man in custody now, booked on uh, four counts of aggravated murder and attempted murder against Colin Haney, 51, the father of that family, which has been cut down. He now will start the next chapter of his life, putting things back together, uh, starting life in a new reality. Those uh, he has loved for so long are uh, no longer with him every day, and uh, and it's a terribly uh, difficult thing. I have been lucky in life to avoid such tragedy. Not everyone is so lucky, and I uh, have invited in studio today a, a friend of mine. And when I called Vicky this morning, I said, Vicky, listen, I'm so sorry that you and I are uh, reconnecting here under these uh, terribly tragic circumstances. Uh, but uh, but listen, you have been through something yourself and uh, you have put together an organization designed to assist in exactly this man's circumstance and the circumstance facing this family. My guest in studio is uh, Vicki Walker. She, uh, you know Vicki, you've spoken <laughs> to Vicki over the years. In, in 2007, uh, Vicki lost her husband Jeff in the Trolley Square shootings. Her son AJ was also critically injured, uh, but has survived and is living a happy life today. Very uh, much so. But yeah. Vicky is no stranger to tragedy. And uh, instead of letting it defeat her, she put together an organization and focused on helping others uh, who may happen to find themselves in exactly the type of tragedy uh, which befell your family and Vicky, which has befallen this family in Grantsville. So with that, let me thank you for, for being here. And uh, and it's great to see you again. Well, it's good to see you too. And friends help friends, don't we? Sure. <laughs> you, you have a, an organization called uh, Circle the Wagons. Mm-hmm. What what does that organization do? Well, I kind of, it's, there's several portions of Circle the Wagons. Um, I found that no matter how bright you may be and how capable you think you are in life, when something like this happens to you, it uh, knocks you on your proverbial butt. And um, you cannot prepare for something like this. Um, Gosh, I have a hard enough time planning out a month ahead. And when something like this happens to you, you really are 
kind of at a loss on where to turn. And after our situation happened, um, I very much tried to go back to my old life. And as you and I have discussed previously, my old life had imploded. And I remember sitting in my living room one night when I was alone. The kids were out and I happened to see something on cable TV and it was called The Five Worst Postal Moments in America. And this was in 2008 and Trolley Square was number five and they started telling our story on national TV and that's when I knew that I needed to do something and take our story back and try and do something positive from what we had experienced. I knew I couldn't start an organization that would be everything to everyone in uh, uh, victims of violent crime but I could I could share with what I learned so what did you learn I learned that um, you don't know what to do what to ask for and what your resources are and um, there were a lot of amazing things out there that could have helped us but we just didn't know about them so basically in kind of a rudimentary way we I our organization connects the dots of resources and then we also have a a little uh, guide that helps families in the first 96 hours after a traumatic event because you are basically um, flying blind, as they say. Your IQ actually drops 5 to 10 points when you're in the throes of trauma, and yet you are having to make some extremely major decisions in that first 96 um, hours. We spoke earlier today on this program to a woman uh, out in Grantsville who has put together a fundraiser mm-hmm. for this family. The, the the sums right now are amazing. The generosity that folks have demonstrated is incredible. Uh, they're north of $70,000 wow. in the aid uh, to this family. Additionally, we've learned that tonight uh, in Grantsville at 7 p.m. there will be a candlelight vigil. The theme coming from those offering support in these fashions has been community. What can you tell us about the importance of community when oh, facing something like this? I am so glad you asked that question. Um, I lecture a lot on trauma, and I always call the event um, the atomic bomb. But what happens always after an atomic bomb is there is the atomic cloud, right? Yeah. And after everyone says, if you listen to anybody that is going through grief or trauma, the first couple of months, there is just an outpouring of of concern and outreach but as time goes on the atomic cloud is still around and i will tell you that the community support we lived in south jordan at the time that this happened and it didn't stop it just continued and when you thought maybe people had forgotten you it was still there i the um south jordan location of domino's pizza sent me a note and said we're delivering pizza every friday night for you for a year um, the people that took care of my yard says, we don't ever want you to have to worry about your yard for the next few years. And they just would slip in and take care of, of everything. I mean, there were just so many things. I was in the local grocery store probably about five months after Jeff had passed away. And I was um, I got up to pay for my groceries. And the person in front of me had left a $100 bill. It makes me cry now. Mm-hmm when I think of the amazing support that the community gave you. And we really did, were lifted on the wings of others. We're speaking with a friend of mine, Vicki Walker, the founder of an organization called Circle the Wagons. Mm-hmm. She also is no stranger to tragedy. We have in various reports read that the terrible tragedy to befall this family in Grantsville, Utah, is the largest mass shooting since Trolley Square. 
in 2007. Uh, Vicki here lost her husband, Jeff, and is uh, here chatting with us, uh, hopefully to, to help. And I hope that is the case. And let me ask you this, and uh, stop me if it's inappropriate, but let's say that um, Mr. Haney mm-hmm. is listening, Colin, who has lost three of his children and his wife, Various reports say that there is uh, an older son who was uh, not at home in the time uh, and who has spent the the weekend with his father. If you had the opportunity to speak to the two of them Mm. and give advice from your experience, what would you say to the two of them? I had a very good friend uh, tell me shortly after Jeff was killed and I was taking care of AJ and I started to... Um, I really started having a lot of anxiety with regard to anything in the future. I mean, um, almost to the point of spinning out of control. And I had a very good friend say to me, um, don't think about anything but today and possibly tomorrow. Only concentrate on today. Get through today. Don't think about next week or next month or next year or, you know, in five years because it will become something more than you can actually emotionally handle. And I know that just seems like very simple advice, but I remember I went to bed that night and I went, I'm only going to think about tomorrow. I'm only going to think about tomorrow. And that was something that really helped us um, a lot during those first hours. The other thing that I would tell them is if they haven't been in contact with a victim advocate yet, um, to ask for one. A victim advocate is just that. Um, someone that advocates for you in the very beginning of these situations and can put you in touch with the resources that will help them, financial and emotional resources. So um, there's a lot more I'd like to say to them, but, you know, it, those are the two most important sure. things to help me you get through the first few hours. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Vicki Walker, I'm grateful to you for joining us in studio. Uh, I'll tell you what, you and I have known each other a good long time. Uh, yep. We're reconnecting here. I spent the last couple of years out of town. Uh, I'm sorry it's under these circumstances, <laughs> but let's uh, let's grab some dinner and uh, let's hear some jokes and laughs uh, I would here love that. in the near future. Vicki Walker, uh, founder and director of Circle of the Wagons, joining us here in studio. Next up, we'll be speaking uh, with Derek Miller. We're going to talk about some of the priorities uh, that the Salt Lake Chamber has entering into this next upcoming legislative session. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.